Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to episode 366 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... Hey, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thanks. Uh, I was a little bit late, but Happy New Year's. My first one <laughs> since uh, the turn of the year. And I'm sorry I couldn't be there last week to hear you go through um, all the winners of the awards. This first fortnight has been madness. Yes, I imagine it would be. As such is the way for teachers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Apart from being run around at school, what else have you been up to? Well, that's it, just being so busy. We had a couple of really big events. Um, I still haven't written my full article, but um, last weekend, I was up at DragCon so yes. we've hardly watched any television and I've just come back from a weekend in Manchester right. so um, actually my list is quite short but I finished Kaleidoscope which I think is the talked about TV show that probably isn't being talked about enough um, I was sold it by word of mouth um, and then I saw lots of promo about it and then it just completely died a death so it's the heist drama that can be watched in any order and Netflix serves it to you in a specific order and as long as you finish on white. Right. Um, I watched that. I was really intrigued. I really liked it. I started watching it and then my partner came in and went, oh, I wanted to watch that. I went, well, that's great. We can watch it in any order. <laughs> so watch with me now and then go back and watch the ones you've missed. And and he did. And he said, you could see how the story could be created. We argued a little bit, not like violent, but we discussed yeah. in depth how some episodes suited being better placed later in the narrative. But it's interesting to hear that it's going to be an ongoing anthology and it is going to possibly come back. Well, well, let's not talk about Netflix. (laughs) Possibly if it gets recommissioned, it'll come back with a completely different cast and completely different storyline. But the idea is, again, another story that can be watched in multiple ways. Um, So that was a a really good start to the year. Have you caught it yet, Dave? I haven't. No, it's it's on my list of things that I need to get to. But yeah, it does sound like a really interesting idea. It's got a really good casting as well, because it's Giancarlo Esposito mm. in the one of the lead roles in it, isn't it? So yeah. it does sound like a really interesting idea. And the reviews I've seen for it have been really good, despite the fact that it comes across as a somewhat gimmicky premise. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed that. And then at the very turn of the new year, something I'd been holding on to for quite a few months, I finished Bad Sisters and I'm gutted I didn't watch it sooner. Absolutely fantastic a sort of ending to that. I think when I did the um, awards, my nominations for for the best sort of characters and things like that with entertainment talk. I hadn't fully watched the last like three episodes and I got through them on New Year's Day. And oh my word, Clay Spang is an absolutely horrendous 
person as a character <laughs> but he's a fantastic actor but the man he plays is the most vile character ever and he did it so well really good I hear they've been commissioned for a second season because yes. Apple commissioned people um, uh, yeah. but I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with it now they've lost their central antagonist I imagine a new antagonist is going to come along so I'd be really interested in seeing that that's all I finished really I, apart from a couple of like entertainment shows those are the big ones I finished I've started so many or I'm like six or seven episodes into some that um, this is going to take me a while to finish them so I started the first episode of Our Flag Means Death I know we're going to talk about that in a moment with you yeah. I'm four episodes into Romantic Getaway which is Catherine and Romesh Death in Paradise Treason I'm an episode in Happy Valley one episode in CSI Vegas first couple of episodes of the new season yeah. and American Horror Story NYC I think we just watched eight and I believe there's ten so two more left with that and I'm just going to say like I've got this dream watch list of all this stuff that keeps being pushed and it's only like week three in January and so my question to you Dave is you obviously know my relationship with sci-fi and fantasy and all these sorts of things to do with gaming do I start The Last of Us? Because everyone's talking about it like I should. <laughs> yes, I I would say definitely, yes, you should watch it. I mean, if you're somebody who just enjoys good drama, yes, obviously it's got a sci-fi element of it. I'd ignore the fact that it's even based on a video game because it's so far removed from being based on a video game. Then, uh, I mean, it's one of those things that is a great adaptation of the game, but equally is a superb TV show as well. Matt did a sort of uh, review at like 3am this morning after he'd sort of watched it when it got released. One of the comments he made was, this is the one. And it is. If you're ever going to watch a video game adaptation, this is the one I'd watch. It's superb. Not because it's a video game adaptation, it's just a brilliantly well-constructed, well-acted, wonderfully cast, beautiful story, which happens to be about a pandemic, essentially. Because although it is a kind of a zombie show, the zombies are infected in the same way if you've ever watched 28 Days Later or 28 Weeks Later, that was sort oh, yeah, of a yeah. zombie thing, but it was about an infection rather than a... Uh, and in this case, the infected are infected by a mutated fungus. I mean, they actually open the episode by doing a, it's a sort of um, talk show set in, I don't know, it's 1960-something. So it's sort of an old TV talk show. And just the level of quality of actor that they threw away for that little opening scene. It's a TV show set in the 60s with, like, you know, two experts discussing pandemics. And one of them's talking about how viruses are the bigger threat. And then the other one is talking about how a mutated fungus could be particularly dangerous or a mutated sort of um, mycelial thing could be particularly dangerous. And the three actors that they chuck in that, Christopher Heindahl, who you'll know from the Twilight films, he was in Stargate Atlantis, he popped up in Smallville on a couple of episodes, Sanctuary was the, he played John Druitt in Sanctuary, that was one of the big things he's been in. He's in Chapel Wait at the moment, he was in Peacemaker, so he's done a lot of these sort of roles. Mm. The other one was John Hanna. Oh, okay. And they're playing the two experts. And you're like, that's quite high levels of actor to just casually throw away on an opening scene never to be seen again. 
Oh, you know? Wow. So, well, you know, thinking of gaming this year was the year I watched Arcane because someone suggested it and I was like, oh, it's gaming. Be warned. I'm not, you know, I don't think. And they were like, I'll oh, just give it a try. And I really enjoyed it. But so many people have been talking about this and I've been going around in my head like, should I, should I watch it? And I, you know, and I'm thinking, mm, I've got so much that I want to watch. Like I, I've got an hour tonight and I've got the evening tomorrow night where I've got the TV to myself. And I'm thinking, do I use one of those hours to give this a go? And that's my, that's my sort of quandary at the moment. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to start something and really dislike it from the off when it might be quite popular amongst a lot of people. Uh, now I'm going to be that awkward one in the corner going, Oh, I didn't really like it <laughs> I, I i would say yes i mean it is got horror elements to it obviously because of the genre it is but it's so well put together craig Masden is phenomenal in the writing and directing of it uh, neil Druckmann, who's the person that wrote the games is also involved in it the acting is fantastic uh, pedro pascal plays joel who is the main lead bella ramsey plays ellie who is the other lead and she is phenomenal Phenomenal in this. Um, she's playing Ellie's sort of supposed to be 14. I think Bella's actually closer to 17, 18, but really works as Ellie in this. And those are the two main characters, basically, throughout. Mm. Uh, I've actually seen the first three episodes so far because they've got some press things for it, and it continues to be superb so there are a few time jumps in that first episode as they sort of introduce how the pandemic spread basically but honestly there are going to be a lot of people talking about it i've yet to see a negative review about this show okay so watch this space when i'm next on i may well be talking about <laughs> it then uh, so i am going to put it on my list and either tomorrow night or an hour tonight when i after i finish this podcast i may it on yes i i would definitely take a look at it how was DragCon, by the way so it, it was a fantastic opportunity to go and i was really really appreciative of the tickets that we got and as i experienced it and it's like absolutely incredible what you could see it very much is for the drag enthusiast in terms of you potentially are going to be a drag queen so right. if you are a very hardcore fan of all the drag rage franchises including the French, Italians, you know, all the European spin-offs, you would have had an amazing time, but you would also need deep pockets. Um, <laughs> so, right. and I get that with any convention, I kept comparing it to, for listeners, no, I'm a runner as well. So I've been to running conventions before where you could buy anything from shoes to tape to massage gels. And I get that if you're not a runner and you walk into a convention like that, you wouldn't spend money and you might complain that it seems costly expensive to do a lot of things but i think when you get to DragCon, you can buy wigs and heels and dresses right. and nails and makeup and that and, and they're all quite costly but to meet some of the bigger names is where you're really d digging into your pockets well um, yes and you know and that's expected you could have fun if you go there with that understanding and that that's pretty much what I'm going to be writing in, in my review for geek town is that it's a great opportunity to go, but you must go there prepared. I think January post Christmas is quite an expensive, um, yeah. sort of day out weekend out even. And yeah, I, that's going to be part of my reflection, but I can't fault what some of them are doing. And some of the Queens were fan 
fantastic. Right. But Dave, my highlight. <laughs> I, <laughs> I met two of the traitors. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I met Amanda from the traitors. I met Kieran. And then on the Sunday, as I was leaving, we were heading off back into town. I met Maddie and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I came for drag queens. <laughs> I left with all the uh, photos with the traitors. Um, oh, and it was, yeah, they are really getting their followers and they knew exactly where to go to get the right followers. And they're at the point Amanda was about to come out on the Saturday, their queue was longer than many of the UK drag queens. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the people had to come out and curve Amanda's queue round and these poor like UK and a couple of Canadian queens were like looking along and to go what's happening why, why have this huge queue which drag queens come out and it was a, a lovely Welsh estate agent <laughs> coming to do um, the nice. little beeps and greets as well but no that 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 was brilliant I'll try and avoid putting that into my review because my review <laughs> well yeah I mean it's the same with any convention in terms of the, the guest signing stuff I mean you know some of the amounts of money that some of the guests charge are absolutely insane mm. you know it's the same with any comic con you know so i would expect it to be the same with with drag con as well but interesting that that is what happened but um <laughs> glad you got to meet the traitors like that. that's awesome <laughs> uh what have you been watching dave well vikings valhalla season two i am working my way through at the moment i've not quite got to the end of that yet but uh i've seen some sort of negative reviews of the second season i'm quite enjoying it there's not not as many huge battle sequences in the second season as I think there were in the first. There's a lot more character building sort of stuff. I think. I mean, there are some good fight sequences and things in there, but I think maybe they didn't go quite as all action. It sort of feels like half of a season. It feels like the setup for a bigger action season next season if that makes okay. sense, which is fine if you are splitting them into like one season into into two halves, which they did quite a lot with uh, the last few seasons of the original Viking series. But it's trickier to do with this because it's on Netflix. So if you lose your audience by your second season, that's it. You probably don't. Uh-oh. <laughs> so uh, we'll see whether that comes back or not. I'm not sure whether that's got renewed yet or not. I don't think it has. I'm enjoying it, though. It is a good sort of continuation of the original Vikings. I don't think the characters are quite as strong as the original show they were far bigger larger than life characters i think on that original series and i don't think it's quite got that level with this second season you want to see slightly more sort of established people that you're following like you know they've got king canute in there but he's sort of barely in it and i think possibly the mistake they made was following the names that people don't recognize as much possibly i don't know it's as i say the reviews have been iffy i think for that so we'll see whether that comes back our flag beans death i have finished the entire first season of that i really enjoyed that show it's a wonderfully fun half hour very silly pirate comedy you've only watched the first episode so far did you say i have yeah i watched it in bed the other night and i was like i'm going to enjoy this but it was obviously very late at night when I was watching it so it went off and then the weekend happened so it's probably going to be something I'll be tuning into this week definitely worth watching it is really good fun it's incredibly well written Uh, it's created by a guy called David Jenkins who did People of Earth that was the other sort of big show that he did Taika Wahiti is in the show Uh, he's not the main character Reese Darby is is the main character Steed Bonnet Uh, Taika plays Blackbeard so in which I don't think will have shown up in the first episode because no I haven't seen him yet I I just saw Rory Kinnear. Near. That was a great appearance. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes, Rory Kinnear popped up a number of times. There are some great names in it. You've got Con O'Neill in there as well, who plays Izzy, who is Blackbeard's right hand, basically, who is is one of those faces you will probably recognise from... Uh, he was in Uncle, in one of the shows that I recognise him from, and he was in Chernobyl as well. So he's been in some sort of decent things. Uh, Ewan Bremner is in there, who you'll know from Train Spotting. Samson Ko, he's in there. Christian Nan as well. Gus Khan pops up. They've got some really good British talent in there as well. So it's a great cast. It's very, very funny. It ends up being a lot about this relationship between sort of Steed and Blackbeard. I really, really enjoyed the first season. Uh, it's all up on iPlayer, so you can go and watch it, but uh, very, very well worth going to check that out as well. I also finished The Rig, which is the Prime Video series, which I'd started watching last week. It's only six episodes, I think. This is is the thing about them, them all being out on an oil rig. Uh, fog rolls in, it blocks them off from the mainland, and then weird stuff starts to happen on the oil rig. I did wonder whether that was going to be a sort of one and done series, but they definitely leave it quite open-ended. So okay. I don't know whether that's going to come back and don't think it has officially been renewed yet or not so um we'll see but but i found it enjoyable again some people i think the reviews have been quite mixed on that i think but um i i rather enjoyed it it's got sci-fi-esque element to it or a sort of supernatural-esque element to it although it is somewhat like fortitude the sky atlantic series in that the the sort of supernaturalness and weirdness is grounded in some form of pseudoscience reality, if that makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite enjoyed the first season of that. So, but that's on Prime Video. Ongoing, I'm working my way through the first season of Ghost US, which I'm really quite enjoying. It is very similar, obviously, to the British one with an American twist, but those American twists do help quite a lot. Not that there's anything wrong with the British show, because the British show is brilliant and hilarious. Mm. Um, but I think they've made enough tweaks to it for it to be enjoyable to watch even though it's a repeat of some of the UK stories yeah they've crammed a lot of them into the first few episodes of the US one but as it got as it extended out so I remember when I did my first chat with you I think I was on like episode six or eight and as it extended out it did start exploring some slightly extended and developed stories which I thought was better Uh, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't complete copy and so then you know therefore they're bringing their stories out a little bit further so that it can last longer I'll be interested to see I think my last like cynical element to it was like in in the US cast revolve so quickly how might they deal with that so I'll be interested to see before the cast return for future seasons yeah I can sort of see that I mean they've had a lot of shows where a lot of the cast stay around I mean you know that central kind of core cast look at friends <laughs> you know I think you can keep the core cast around for the entire run it's just what you do in terms of sort of adding extra bits and pieces on but i am really rather enjoying that i i mean i i still like the british show a lot and think that is possibly the superior one but i do i think the us have done a really really good adaptation of it and uh, it works very very well definitely feels more like an american comedy but if you like american comedies then great mm-hmm. it's very very enjoyable and the last of us as we mentioned is the other thing that i started watching first episode is heartbreakingly fantastic and well worth going to check 
out. If you want to know more about The Last of Us, we are covering it over on Entertainment Talk with Matt. So you can go and check that out. We did a preview podcast. He's done a sort of first thoughts podcast as well. And we'll be doing it on Wednesday. So that will go out later this week. So go and check out the World of The Last of Us podcast over on entertainmenttalk.org. So you go and find that over there. That's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. So we kick off the TV and film news with uh, quite a few cancellations this week. It's It's been the winter press tour in the US, which is why there was quite a lot of TV news come out, things being renewed and cancelled and stuff. First one was Mayans. Mayans MC is ending with season five, which I haven't actually watched that show for a while. I watched a few episodes of the first season and then just never went back to it. And uh, I mean, I loved Sons of Anarchy. I just didn't really grab me in the same way, unfortunately. But Mayans is coming to an end with its fifth season, they've said. So that will be ending. Uncoupled is one of the Mm. many shows that is now cancelled at Netflix. That was a show which starred Neil Patrick Harris, so that won't be coming back. They've also canned Dead End Paranormal Park, which has ended after two seasons, and Inside Job they've cancelled as well, which had originally been news for a second season. They've now dropped that, so uh, that is no longer coming back. So um, Netflix out with the cancellation hatchet once again. I don't know whether you watched any of those. I hadn't caught either, any of them i'd watched uncoupled um it was quite a good safe sitcom uh, i say safe uh, it was doing something very similar to what emily in paris is doing like i don't watch emily in paris my partner does and i'm taught that he was like it was absolutely comparable to that but obviously it has a different storyline it had cliffhangers so it had something that he could have gone on to a season two but never gonna see that now um gutted i love neil patrick harris anything he does really i enjoy watching but yeah disappointing yeah. disappointing no, Netflix, but you know, I'm one in thousands who are disappointed in Netflix right now. Yes, very much so. I mean, the amount of cancellations, we did talk quite a bit about the Netflix cancellation stuff, and they've got a real problem because it's getting to the point now where people just don't trust having shows on Netflix. And Mm. it means when you launch your show on Netflix, unless it's something really, really massive, it's whether you actually risk watching the first season if there is a likelihood it's going to get canned. I don't know what they do about that other than trying to sort of commit to making more seasons of shows when they order them. Because that is becoming a real problem because the amount of people that I've seen that have said, I really don't trust watching Netflix anymore because they cancel so much stuff. So what's the point Mm. in getting into something? Yeah. Uncoupled was by the same people that did Emily in Paris as well. <laughs> so. Interesting that they, they're they continuing to give orders to that one. So. Yeah. So, mm. so they, they seem to just be sort of some overreaching algorithm that basically says no. And it said no to some things which have been hanging around in the top 10 for however long, either in the US or the UK. And it's one of those things that if it doesn't hit in every market, they seem to be just like, nope, that's been cancelled. It's very strange. I don't know what they're using to sort it out, but it's not good. Mm. Um, Over on uh, AMC, Fear the Walking Dead is ending with its eighth season, they've said, which, fair enough, uh, I'm still a bit behind on that. I've got season seven to watch. Dead City, they've also said, is coming in June 2023. Daryl Dixon will be later in 2023, and the Rick and Michonne series will be sometime early in 2024. So that's the Walking Dead universe. It's going to be interesting going back to watching that 
that after having watched Last of Us because not that there's anything really wrong with the Walking Dead quality of the show. You know, it's not, I don't think, going to be to the level of sort of watching something like Peacemaker and then going back to watching The Flash. I mean, there are marked differences between those two superhero shows, but it's two zombie-esque shows, but the level of drama in Last of Us compared to the sort of soapiness of walking dead is going to be sort of an interesting comparison i think mm. mint which is a show which ran on hbo max and they cancelled it has now been picked up by stars for a first and i think it was one of those shows where they'd either got commissioned for the second season or they'd filmed the second season and hbo decided to ditch it and just write it off they've now sold that all over onto stars weirdly it airs on paramount plus over here so <laughs> just to confuse mm. things completely i think i've heard about this one yeah is it about the female porn industry? Yes. It, it's yes. sort of set in the, I think it's set in the 70s and it's about the first woman to set up a sort of porn magazine, I think is the uh, basis of it. But uh, yeah, that's now been picked up by stars in the US. Whether that will change where, where it airs in the UK, I don't know. So we'll see. But it'll be in stars in the US now. Another weird Warner Brothers Discovery decision, Snowpiercer, the final season has been dropped by TNT, which is owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. The people that make it, which is Tomorrow Studios, who are ITV owned randomly, are going to be shopping it elsewhere. So they're trying to find a new place to show it in the US. It's always aired on Netflix over here. Whether that will be delay season four coming out on Netflix or whether Netflix pick it up globally, maybe, I don't know. But at the time of the announcement, production was already on, underway on the final backs of episodes. I think they'd actually filmed pretty much all of it. It's another one where they filmed everything and Warner Brothers just turned around and said no. So <laughs> this weird thing of sort of writing off seasons which have already been made, which they've started recently is very very strange mm -hmm. um, uh, I mean I really enjoyed the first three seasons of that and given it's the final season it seems very harsh for the American audiences that have been watching it for three seasons on TNT that they're now told they're not going to be getting the final season and they're going to have to look somewhere else for it it's really quite harsh but that's Warner Brothers at the moment so we'll mm. have to see whether that lands over here did you ever catch any of that because that was a really good I watched the film ahead of the first season coming on because I'd always always been fascinated by the film and it's really controversial release rights over in the UK right. um, and then when the series got commissioned and I heard about it I remember sat here during lockdown and I finally got hold of the film on Amazon and watched it and I absolutely loved the film and then I got about five episodes into the series and I, something just didn't click for me I just wasn't enjoying it so I gave up on it and never went back to it fair enough I really enjoyed the series it takes the concept of the film and pushes it in a slightly different direction which I rather like what they did with that to to enable them to turn it into a sort of series because it would usually have come back around now and with it not going out on TNT it, it will sort of depend where it ends up in America and whether that stops Netflix from showing it over here I don't know because they've been the global partner for it so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that and the other news which dropped today, it looks like Jeremy Clarkson's deal with Amazon is coming to an end after his various controversial statements in The Sun recently. He's not going to disappear immediately. They've still got four more specials to do with the Grand Tour, which they're already commissioned for. And there is a third season of Clarkson's Farm on the way after season two. So apparently that...
that is all coming, but they're not renewing the contract with him after that. So the Grand Tour, I think, is probably done following those specials, and Clarkson's Farm will be done as well unless it gets sold somewhere else. But uh, I don't necessarily see that happening. So uh, yes, we'll we'll see what he does next. But uh, that that seems to be it for now. Mm. Moving on to the renewals, we have uh, better news with uh, Criminal Minds Evolution. That's renewed for a second season or seventeenth, depending on how you're counting. That's on Paramount Plus in the USA. Airs on Disney Plus in the UK because it is made by uh, ABC Signature, I think, make it. So that's why it's on Disney over here. That will be coming back. So this is a good one for Criminal Minds fans. Ghost US has been renewed for a third season by CBS, which isn't really a surprise to anybody because it has been a massive hit for them. All American renewed for a sixth season, which is the first scripted drama renewed under the new regime over at the CW in the US. So that will be coming back. Mo has been renewed for a second and final season on Netflix. So that is coming back. But at least they've given it a final season rather than just canned it. Grownish renewed for a sixth season at Freeform. So that's coming back. Abbott Elementary, that's got a season three renewal at ABC. So that will be back on Disney Plus as well. I know you really enjoy that show. So that one's coming back as well. But that's no great surprise. It it won like... five golden globes or something over the weekend i think so many awards yeah he's raking up awards that so uh, that will be coming back uh billy the kid has scored a second season renewal which is on mgm plus which was epics in the us but it's now called mgm plus so that's been renewed i'm hoping that that lands somewhere over here because it's from michael hurst who's the guy that made vikings and uh this first season seems to have gone down well enough for them to renew it so um i, I would like that to land somewhere because i think that could be quite good pitch perfect bumper in berlin that's got a second season renewal at peacock chucky has been renewed for a third season by sci-fi in the u.s and reginald the vampire has been renewed for a second season by sci-fi in the u.s as well both of those i think are on sky sci-fi in the uk those will both be coming back for new seasons as well in pickups and other news we have uh, an air date finally for the luther movie which is and a title it's called the fallen sun but that's coming on the 10th of march on 2023 they've not really released anything trailer wise for that it's got andy circus in it who seems to be playing the main antagonist for it a luther fan i love luther i had to write loads of educational resources on it so uh i'm <laughs> absolutely happy that that's coming back again um because i had to watch that first season about six times <laughs> uh, well yes that is good news yes that's returning that would be a film not a season but um yes it's uh gonna be idris alba back as luther and andy circus is playing the sort of villain role while there looks of things in that as well so that's good the chicago's now have a premiere date the 27th of january they're landing on sky witness they had a few contract things to sort out which is why they're a little bit later than maybe they would have been normally but that's med kicking things off at 8 p.m fire at 9 p.m and pd at 10 p.m that's 27th of january for those bit of star trek news as well star trek discovery spin-off about section 31 starring michelle yo that is apparently still in development in paramount despite the fact that Michelle Rios is very much in demand at the moment. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah they, they are still managing to try and get a back for that. But it is still working in development because that's 
been sort of pretty much in development since about season two, I think, of Star Trek Discovery, and they're on season four or five now. But it's being described as Mission Impossible meets Guardians of the Galaxy in space, which I, I <laughs> find fascinating. So uh, I'm quite looking forward to that. Michelle Yeoh's great in that role as well as the sort of empress turned good guy kind of i really really like that show so um quite glad that that's coming and star trek picard season three may not be the final season i mean they're out promoting it at the moment obviously as the final season and it is going to have all the original next generation people there is some quotes from the guys behind it saying when we started the series patrick and we all talked about really wanting to just do three years feeling that we could tell a really complete story with the season and now you're seeing our end point but but that being said, anything is possible. If a show blows the doors off the place, as we're certainly hoping it will, we're very, very proud of season three. So who knows? I see a lot of people saying, oh, well, that means they may do more of it. I rather get the feeling that it's more likely that what they'll probably do is they may go, okay, well, let's do a Geordie LaForge series or let's do a Riker series or let's do a Wharf series. So they may do three seasons with Picard and then focus on one of the other next generation cast i think that's a more likely situation rather than trying to get patrick stewart to come back and do even more i mean he may kind of do bit parts in some of those things but i rather suspect he might not come back and do a full season because i mean he's not getting any younger at this point and Mm. i mean much as i would love to have him back to do more i kind of think that he probably won't and they'll do this as a sort of swan song but maybe we'll get some of the other next generation cast back we'll see Moving on to other bigger news, there is a live-action Dungeons & Dragons series which has been ordered from E1 and Paramount. It's Paramount Plus in the US that has ordered it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll land on Paramount Plus over here. It may do, it may not, but given that E1 are involved, they sometimes get the international rights and sell them wherever they like, so we'll see. It's Rawson Marshall Thumber, who is the person behind it, who was the filmmaker behind Red Notice. I mean, Dungeons & Dragons, I'm sure you all know what Dungeons and Dragons is, tabletop role-playing game, but it's been given an eight-episode series order, and uh, Rawson Marshall Thumber wrote the pilot and directed the first episode. He also was the person that wrote and directed Skyscraper and Dodgeball, the true underdog story as well. We don't know what elements that they're going to take from it. We don't know exactly what direction they're going to go with. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which is the movie that's coming out, Mm-hmm. later this year very much has a sort of fun slightly more comedy action element to it because i've seen quite a lot of bits and pieces and clips and trailers for that because we interviewed some of the people involved in it uh, jonathan goldstein and john francis daly who were the screenwriters behind spider-man homecoming that's their film and they really got the sort of fun vibe to D, which a lot of people have tried to treat it like high fantasy and i think that's a mistake you need to treat it with comedy i think you need a bit more of that kind of comedic edge in there because that's how people play it 
So I'm quite looking forward, certainly to the film. We'll see what they do with the TV show. But I think live action Dungeons and Dragons TV series could be quite good fun. Any interest in that? No particular interest. Never been a Dungeon Dragons, apart from the really random out of the top of my head, the 90s cartoon that I think I used to watch on a on yes. a half term morning at 9:25. Um, I can see this being put. I've seen a lot of promo with the poster being all over the place for the actual film, yeah. um, and I think if that picks up enough interest, then this is going to get a full order, I imagine. I think if they're looking for a revival of something along that vein, I think it could possibly do well if the movie does well. Uh, we've also got to remember with the recent Henry Cavill notice that Warhammer's on its way as well. Yeah. So these games are getting their moment, I believe, and uh, we just got to be careful that it doesn't become a saturation and we get some quality out of them. Yeah, I mean, I think there will be a marked difference between something like Warhammer 40,000 and Dungeons and Dragons because I think Warhammer will have a slightly more serious edge to it whereas D&D I think there is a uniqueness to D&D which you can play around with it, it being slightly more comedy and, and I think it's it's hardest to do that with Warhammer 40k and Warhammer 40k is sort of more futuristic whereas this is going to be proper sort of fantasy stuff It'd be interesting to see what they do with this but mm. um, I am quite looking forward to it it could be quite good fun there was some casting news as well for Frasier which been ordered I think this is Paramount Plus as well that have ordered this there is a new Fraser series coming which takes Kelsey Grammer as Frasier moves him to a new city with new challenges to face new relationships to forge and an old dream or two to fulfil is the setup for it so they've cast two people in it part of the reason for doing this I feel very much like one of them is kind of a replacement for Niles because David Hyde Pierce decided that he didn't want to come back and do it there was a, a quote from him saying you know that whole time my life doing Fraser is deeply important to me and I would never disrespect it in such a way of just offhandedly saying oh no thanks I'm not going to do that again it's too valuable to me but at the same token it's so valuable to me that I wouldn't want to just do it for doing it. I believe it can be done without me finding new stories to tell in the same way that Frasier did after Cheers. And the writers of the new show have sort of echoed that and said the fact that they're not going to have Niles back did give them different places to go as well. So that's one character that's going to be missing. The other one is uh, John Mahoney. He plays the father, sadly passed away in 2018. So you've not got him as well. So they're sort of, I think, trying to fill those gaps in Frasier's kind of makeup. One of the people that they picked up is Nicholas Linghurst, which... I, was, I would not have guessed this. <laughs> really? No, neither would I. He's playing Alan Cornwell, who's a university professor who's an old college friend of Frasier's. British, boozy and larger than life, Alan is an intellect on a par with Frasier's, if only he ever felt like using it. Alan's mischievous streak might be just what Frasier could be used to shake up his routine while Frazier's thoughtful guidance might help Alan to find some of the direction that he's been missing in his own life. So that sounds like it might have some of the sort of dad stuff in there mixed in with some of the Nile stuff. Mm. There's that in there. And then Jake Cutmore Scott is also joining the show, who you might know from Kingsman and Deception. He's described as charming and handsome. Frangie's son, Freddy, is a nuanced combination of his father and grandfather. Years ago, Freddy rejected following his father's footsteps, dropping out of college to become a fireman. And he's never looked back until now, when recent troubles have left him with nobody to turn to in his life. If they can overcome past differences, Freddy and Frazier might finally have a chance to repair old wounds. So again, 
that's got some elements of the dad figure in there as well, mm. I think, albeit in a father-son relationship again, but with Frasier being the father. So, yeah, I think that there are kind of a couple of interesting bits of casting. What's your background with Frasier? You- I really like it. It wasn't something that I watched every morning, but no. like if it was on, I remember I would just tune in because I, I really didn't mind it at all. When I saw the Nicholas Lindhurst casting, I genuinely had to read the article twice to make sure I was indeed reading the right article. I was like, what? A complete left-field casting. Yeah. Nicholas himself hasn't been doing it in a few years. I remember a few years ago, he sadly lost his son, um, and that was in the press a lot. And he's obviously, I thought he'd semi-retired from acting. But I think it could be a potentially good return for him. He had some great sitcom pieces of work, especially Goodnight Sweetheart, yeah. which is obviously his biggest one post um, Only Fools and Horses. Uh, and he did New Tricks, I think he did. Um, yes, he appeared in that with Dennis Waterman. Yeah. And, you know, he's a good actor. So I'm I'm really pleased to see him coming back on screen. Um, I could potentially give this a go. I'm, I'm the sort of person, if I was going to give it a go, I'd have to go back and watch some Frasers to get myself into the mood, I think. So, uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of the same as you. I didn't watch every episode of it, but I've watched quite a lot of Frasier, you know, from that sort of era. So I'm familiar with it and I'm sort of familiar with the setup. I wasn't a sort of religious viewer of it, but I think that was a really kind of interesting bit of casting. And it will be nice to have Nick Lindhurst back on screen with sort of some regularity as well, I think. Mm. Uh, I don't know how many episodes they've ordered. I imagine it's sort of eight or ten for this, but we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it's coming to Paramount Plus. So... Uh, I assume that's going to run on Paramount Plus on over here as well. Although, I mean, that's not always the case, as I said. That <laughs> sometimes doesn't happen. It's a very interesting bit of casting. Jack Cutmore Scott, I don't particularly know. Deception was a sort of one season and done thing, and I've not seen Kingsman. So certainly Jack looks the part, definitely. I mean, they, they looked kind of similar to Kelsey Grammer, a young version of Kelsey Grammer. So I think that works quite well. We don't know when that's going to land yet either, but uh, we'll keep an eye out and let you know more when we know more there was a couple of interesting faces coming up in a new comedy ordered for hulu so presumably it will end up on disney plus over here but it's called second wife it's created by tell me lies showrunner exec producer megan oppenheimer who also happens to be tom ellis's wife and uh, tom ellis is the lead in this alongside emma roberts so uh, i wonder how he got that gig but <laughs> uh, do you a, know it's you know yes uh, it's a half hour project is described as a darkly comedic story with the ups and downs of a blended family. Roberts will play Sasha, who flees from New York to London to start over after a terrible breakup. In the UK, she quickly falls in love with Jacob, played by Tom Ellis, a recently divorced father, and the two impulsively get married. They soon learn that there's a lot that they don't know about each other and they can't outrun their pasts forever. So that's the setup for it. It's sort of half-hour dark comedy is basically the thing. Tom does comedy really really well and i think emma roberts is great as well so uh, i think that will be an interesting one alice nochmaheim's first tv collaboration so first time they've worked together it's interesting it must be weird when you're the exec producer and showrunner and you've just put your husband in a situation where he's basically going to be snogging emma roberts on screen for (laughs) (laughs) very bizarre situation to put your husband in but anyway oppenheimer has worked with uh, roberts before through um tell me lies as well which she also did so um i think it's a pilot at the 
moment because it does say potential series. So it may only be a pilot. It may not go anywhere, but uh, that is another one coming. Uh, any interest in this one? I like both of them. Depends where it goes. It will generally depend on what it's broadcast on, whether I will tune in because, you know, quick half an hour dramas. If I've got the subscription, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. And I have Disney at the moment. <laughs> yes. As I say, it's pilot's been commissioned for Hulu. So it, it sounds like it will probably be Disney, but um, we'll see whether that is the case or not. But yeah, I like Tom Ellis a lot and he does comedy very, very well. So we'll see whether that moves forward or not. But it's called Second Wife if you want to keep an eye out for news on that. That's all the news we've got for this week. Time to move on to some highlights for next week on TV. So highlights for next week on TV. We have the Sex Lives of College Girls coming back for a second season. This will be on ITVX. I think they ran the first season on ITV2 because it was before ITVX launched. But that's coming on the 19th of January, so you'll be able to catch that. That 90s show coming to Netflix, which is the sort of follow-up to that 70s show, that is coming on the 19th of January as well. Also on the 19th of January, you've got Murdoch Mysteries returning for a 16th season on Alibi at 9pm. So that you can check out there. Truth Be Told returns for a third season. That's on Apple TV. That is the sort of true crime podcast person that solves actual crimes that's on apple tv stars octavia spencer and uh, very very good show that that uh, 20th of january for that legend of vox machina that lands for its second season on prime video that's on the 20th of january then we have a couple of the big procedurals coming back ncis la that returns for a 14th season on skymax that's on the 22nd of january at 10 p.m before that you're gonna have swat back for a sixth season that's on the 22nd of january at 9 p.m. as well and then over on channel four we have a new comedy starting which stars simon bird from was it friday night dinners was it and the in-betweeners yeah and the friday in-between- night dinner yeah yeah friday night dinner and, and the in-betweeners yeah so simon bird is the head of a strictly religious family from manchester who believes the world will end within the next decade it's called everyone else burns it's coming to channel four and that'll be on the 23rd of january at 10 10pm you can catch that on channel 4 so that could be quite a good sitcom to look out for as well any interest in any of that well i have been watching swat i didn't like the start of the last season where we found him in mexico so i'm hoping they start this season better the first time they've lost a cast member they lost a cast member at the end of the last season right. uh, i read a bit about it and um, the cast member had made the decision whale in and it was really journeyed out and they chose how they left with the door open for return so I will watch that, see how it uh, starts. And everyone else burns. I think I'll watch that as well. Yes, yeah. I'm way behind on SWAT, so I think I'm back two seasons behind at the moment, so I will need to catch up on that. I do need to catch up on Truth Be Told as well, because that was a great show, but um, I fell way behind on that. Enjoyed some of the 70s show, but I don't know, 90s show just doesn't really appeal to me, so we'll see. Maybe, Maybe everyone else burns, we'll have a look. That's all the stuff coming for next week on TV. If people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Then come and follow me on Twitter at Grey the Geek. Uh, that's Grey with an A. And hopefully, uh, before the end of this week is out, my Dragon write up will be onto the website. So fingers. Yes, that will be good. And uh, for other people involved in the show, you can, of course, find Bex on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bites. That's B Y T E S. She's streaming daily and also has various evening streams. You can go and check out her. Uh, 
stuff over there. It's uh, usually quite a lot of good fun. She'll be streaming games and uh, just chatting streams and all sorts of other mad silliness over there. Matt, you can find at Entertainment Talk for lots more podcasts, including their gaming podcast, their Manchester United podcast. And as I mentioned earlier, we will be doing The Last of Us as well. So we are going to be covering that over on there in more detail. And uh, Daryl, you can find at HollywoodNorthNews.net for all those TV shows which you love, which are shot in Canada. For us, you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, on Instagram at geektownuk. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.